the reason I was thinking about this not 100% is I thought, how many of you have done anything in life that you haven't given 100% to? Yeah, okay, yeah, right? So we're all there. Ladies, don't go to sleep on me now. I told you before service. You guys got to, okay. So we've all done something like that. So some of us, let's go, let's go back a couple of years for like Drew is yesterday, back to high school. Uh, and how many of us maybe went out for a sports team or something or a club and you're like, I went out, but maybe I didn't give 100%. Or maybe you're at work this week and you're like, Pastor, I just wasn't feeling it this week at all. Like I just went on cruise control mode on Thursday and I didn't look back and hopefully next on Tuesday of this next week, I'll finally wake up and be like, I'm ready. Right, man? Okay, we got to, okay. Yeah, so that happens a lot. So we don't give 100%. And we can look at it and, and like, it's, it's great. But the humbling thing is that sometimes we don't give 100% to Jesus either. And it made me, this week I was, you know, reading through scripture and studying. And I thought, man, like how true is this that we don't give 100%. And it's a humbling thought when we sit there and think that Jesus gave everything for us, but we don't want to give 100% for him. And so I thought, you know, you guys are going to want a real-life example of how this looks. So, uh, I, so I don't know how many of you guys have dirty dishes. Some of us, okay. So here's what happens at my house is uh, the dishes, they get stacked up and, and our kids are in charge of doing dishes and they have to be reminded daily that they're supposed to be done daily. And so the dishes get washed, and then they get put on this towel. I don't know how many of you guys have a towel or a drying rack. And then something happens. Something happens right here at this towel. They never want to leave the towel. And, and I, I'm confused because I have these cabinets that I know that's where some stuff is, but they're on this towel. They just never leave. And so I always say to the boy, you're not giving me 100% here. You're not giving me 100% because you're leaving them on the towel. And I thought, you know, maybe you guys might relate that sometimes the laundry never leaves the dryer. Okay, yeah. So laundry never leaves the dryer. We have closets, but that never gets used. That's okay. But we're not given 100%. But we also aren't given 100% to God. And here's the reason why. And I'm trying this PowerPoint thing, so give me a little bit of leeway. So the first point is this, is we don't give 100% because 100% is scary. It's scary. Because let me ask you this, what if God came to you and said, hey, I want you to give me 100% of all your free time? Or what if, so what if he said this though? What if he said, I want you to give me 100% of all your extra income after your bills are paid? I mean, all of us would be like, I don't, I don't know if I signed up for that journey. I don't know if I signed up for that journey, Jesus. Like, I'm cool with giving you like the 10% sometimes. We'll talk about that later. It's okay. Like, I'm okay with that sometimes. I don't know about the 100%. Like, now you're asking, now you're asking a lot for me. So let me ask you this. How many of you would be dedicated enough to say, I'll volunteer for one day a week for one hour for 52 weeks? Okay, we got some. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay, Jay. Yeah. Jared, get his information. We'll hit him up at the service. So we got like 52 weeks. We could go 32 weeks. Who's, who's dedicated enough to say, hey, I'll volunteer for Pathfinders for one year? And if you raise your hand, Michelle's going to start taking down names. So we're going to, yep, there we go. Yeah, right? Like some of us already do that. And here's the thing. Thank you because here it is, is you're being obedient to what God is laying on, our, on your hearts. Which brings me to the theme. We think about 100%. 
Here's the, the two things that I think we have to think about and we're going to talk about today is our heart and our actions. Our heart and our actions. Hey, there we go. Woof, woof. We were there, we were there. It's okay. He was into the message. That's why he, well, he was like, what? oh yeah. So we are talking about our heart and our actions. And if you want to go ahead and open your Bibles with me to Mark, <clears throat> Mark 10, 17 through 22. So you can see it up there. That way, whoo. No laser point, I'm sorry. I left down in my chair. I didn't want to blind you. So Mark, chapter 10, verse 17 through 22. Uh, and many of us have read this story. It's called the rich young man or the rich young ruler, however, whichever in the Gospels you read it. But we're going to read in, reading in Mark, starting in verse 17. And it says, uh, As he, Jesus, was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go and sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Disheartened by this, the man went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And, and here's the thing, as we think about the rich young ruler in this situation, as he talked about, uh, Jesus, I've kept all these. I've kept all these commandments. I've kept all these. Because he was so focused on the external that he wasn't focused on the internal. So it brings us to our next point. The rich young ruler was so caught up in the external that he was forgetting about his internal attitude and motives. Now this happens to us. This happens to us because what happens is, is on the external, we get everything all shiny and polishy. Now like, you know, the bald head, some of us are gifted in that area. Yeah, some of us are gifted there. But we forget about our internal motives and our internal attitudes. That's what was happening to the rich young ruler was he was so focused on the external, he's like, no, Jesus, like, I, no, I, I did this. And I don't think it was necessarily out of a deceitful. I think he was being sincere, but he was forgetting about his heart. He was forgetting about his heart. And so it's interesting about our heart is our heart is kind of like this berry. Got my picture of my berry? Bam. Now, you look at that berry, and you think, like, that doesn't look too bad. That doesn't look too bad at all. Okay, we're playing with lights. Doesn't look too bad. But if you eat like four or five of my nightshade berries, you could possibly die. So what happens is, is the berry does this. It doesn't poison you from the outside in. It poisons you from the inside out. Just like our hearts. Just like our hearts as we get so caught up and things around us. And here's the thing is with our hearts, is we have a short-term memory with our hearts. So what I mean by that is, there's times that we'll do something, and we know it's wrong. We know it's wrong in our hearts, and we kind of like forget about that. And we see somebody else do something wrong, and like we remember that. We remember what they, they done. And we can recall that on a moment's note, like I remember when you did this, or I remember when you did that. 
Because what's happening is in our hearts, we're being poisoned from the inside out. And I think it's, it's a sad situation when we look at this rich young ruler and we look at his walk and this, this conversation with Jesus is because we look at, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a sincerity problem, it was a heart problem. And this is us too. This is us. Is we have a heart problem. We have a heart issue. Because what happens is, is our heart starts leading us down the path of the things that we own in our possessions. It starts leading us down that path. And so we look at this, uh, this conversation with Jesus, and I'm going to break it down into the, the new Jarrett version, so hang with me here. And so here's this whole, this conversation comes up, and it says, you know, it comes up and says, you know, good teacher, I got this question, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus basically says, hey, repent of your sins. And he says, well, well Jesus, I don't know if you know this or not, I don't know if you know this or not, Jesus, but like, I've kept all those commandments, at least that everybody has seen, I've kept those commandments. That's the key, the people have seen, I've kept those commandments. And Jesus said, well, no, repent of your sins, and then you can come follow me. And here, in today's wording, it would sound something like this. Hey, Jesus, like, I just don't know if that really works for me. I mean, you see, I got this nice house, and I got this, this nice job, and I got this really nice car, and I got, you know, the, the, the newest and the latest and greatest of this, and I can't give that up. And then Jesus would very frankly say, then your path is chosen and it's not me. We make this choice daily. And I'm not trying to beat up on you guys because I make the same choice. There's sometimes that things happen in our lives and when we look at things around and we go, you know what? I love you, Jesus, but there's this. And there's a multitude of things that can fill this. I mean, we can, put our, we can put our job before God. We can put our possessions before God. We can put our family before God. We can put all a multitude of things that will fill this. And I want to warn us because what happens is our heart starts to get poisoned. Our heart starts to get poisoned. And if you look at verse 21... Up here, and it talks about, you know, uh, the one thing you lack, go and sell everything. Back in the beginning of verse 21. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor, for you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Now, I know sometimes we beat ourselves up on this and we're like, oh, well, Jared, I'm just a, I'm just a horrible human being, Jared. I'm just a whore. I mean, I just can't get this right. I just, I just can't even get this whole following Jesus thing right. Jesus loved him. Jesus had compassion for him. But ultimately, Jesus knew exactly where his heart was. Which brings us to the next point. Jesus wants 100% of our hearts, and through him, he will show us where our actions should be. So here's the key. We think of Jesus, and I don't want, you, we to, I don't want us to get uh, uh, misconstrued here, this whole concept, that Jesus isn't this greedy fellow. We following? Okay. Jesus isn't this greedy fellow. So he's not going to come in and say, hey, I want 100% of your extra time. You get no free time, none for you. Not this month, not this year. Nope, it's all mine now. 
Why do we think Jesus wouldn't do that? Yeah, he wants your heart. He wants our heart. He said, hey, give me 100% of your heart, and then through me, through me, I'll show you where your actions need to be. I'll, I'll show you where your checkbook needs to be. I'll show you where your free time can be spent, where you can be, you know, an absolute dynamite husband, you know, wife, mom, dad. I can show you how you can be all of those things, but you can still serve me over here. And sometimes we look at it, it has to be an all or nothing. And Jesus say, well, just give me your heart. Give me your heart and through me, as you continue to follow me, as you continue to read scripture, as you continue to learn more about me, you're going to learn more about yourself. And when you learn more about yourself, you're going to see, hey, I can do these things. I can do these things because, you know, Jesus wants us to be a great husband. He wants us to be a great wife. He wants us to be all these things. He wants us to be a great worker in our workplace. But also, he wants us over here saying, hey, hey, Jesus, like, I know this is what you want from me. See, here's the interesting thing is we talk about uh, Pathfinders a lot because I think Pathfinders is important to our kids and our community. Uh, I talk about, you know, small groups a lot because they're, they're important. And I know sometimes you guys are like, ugh. It sounds like all you want, Pastor, is more and more of my time. More and more. Of my, no, no, here's what I want from you. And here's, here, this is going to be a nail to somebody's heart right now. I can just feel it. Like it's coming. It, listen in. Here's what I want from you. I want you to honestly pray and say, hey, God, where do you want me? Where where do you want me, God? Do you you want me to go to a small group? I'll go to a small group. You you want me to serve on Wednesday? I'll serve on Wednesday nights. But what happens, remember when we said it's scary? When we give 100% because we're scared that God's going to say, hey, you know what? I got this other ministry. I want you to start it. And we're like, I don't know if I signed up for that, Jesus. Because we're scared of what he's going to say. Because we're scared that he's going to say, hey, go, go do that. And now we're going to be like, now we're, now we're in. I don't know, Jesus. I don't know about that. So that's what he wants. He wants 100% of our hearts, and through him we can talk about our actions. Our actions is, I love talking about actions, because to the world, that's all they see, mostly, Right? And that's a good and a bad thing, depending on our actions. It can be good and bad. The crazy thing about actions is a lot of times we hear it, we're like, well, you know, they just seen this, and people judged me off of this, yada, 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 and they go back and forth about how it's not fair that, you know, they don't understand, and all they seen was this. Well, can I tell you, I'm just going to let you in on a secret life, life lesson. Ready, ladies? Amen. Why, you ready? Shake nod of the head? Okay. Life lesson. Until you build a relationship with somebody, all they see is your actions. Church, until we build a relationship with somebody, all they see is our actions. Because they're not going to stop you on the street when you open the door for somebody and they walk through. They're not going to stop and go, excuse me, I, don't, I just had this question. Why did you open the door for me? They're not going to ask that question. If someone drops their wallet and you're like, oh, excuse me, hey, excuse me, you dropped your wallet, they're not going to ask you why. If they see you out and about, you know, doing things that you know you shouldn't, they're not going to say, excuse me, i got a question. Why are you doing those things? No, all they're going to see is your actions. They're going to judge you on those actions, whether it's right or wrong. But if you have a relationship, then they can know your heart. But until then, all they see is our actions. A mentor of mine once said, uh, we have a tendency to always be busy. And he always said, busy stands for, 
Busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. Because here's the, here's the, the deal. Uh, what happens, especially when we hit adulthood, and I don't know why this happens, but it happens to me too, we get inside our little hamster ball. How many of you guys ever owned a hamster? Oh my goodness. Margie, for Christmas we're getting everybody a hamster. Everybody has to experience a hamster at least once in their life. Like, how could you not experience a hamster? My hamster, my mom buried my hamster alive. Honest story, honest story. She didn't know they hibernated and it got cold and she buried it. And it, it, that's, I, got, I feel like I got to finish the story. Real quick, this has nothing. So, anyway, so my hamster hibernated. She put it in the shoebox. She buried it. Like the next day, she thought hers was dead and like she's like holding it and crying. And all of a sudden, like he came back to life. And she was like, oh no. And she tried to dig up my hamster, but it was too late. Like he was, he was dead at that point. So that's a true story. True story. Worse, well, that's one of those childhood memories that scar you for life. That's it for me. Like, talk about my little hamster. Anyways, that's a true story. So anyway, so we get in this hamster ball. If you've ever owned a hamster, most of you have, so you get this plastic ball and you put your little hamster in there. I don't know why really, but you tighten it on and then you just let them like walk around the house. They bump into things. After a while, you'll see them over there in like the corner just like relaxing because they're tired. So what happens to us is we get inside our big hamster ball of life and we just start running. We just start running. We start doing these things. We start working. We got this to do and we got that to do. We got this to do. And then we get home and we're like, ugh, ugh. And then, and then we hear this little bald guy on our shoulder say, hey, how, how was your day with God today? How was your prayer life? Did you read any scripture today? And you're like, oh, shut up, Jarrett. I don't want to hear that. I'm tired. Didn't you see I had to work a 12-hour day today? And I had to come home, and the kids were screaming. And, like, I'm just lucky they went to bed finally after I gave them some, you know, they had night quill, and they're out for the light. And now here I am. I never did that, by the way, just, just an example. You know, now here I am on the couch. I just want to sit down. I just want to watch some TV and relax. That's all I want. And here's the thing, as, as, as somebody who's done that, trust me, I've done that. Here's the thing, I'm not going to judge you. There's no judgment here. But I can tell you, each time I've done that, I always feel horrible because I feel like I've just shortchanged Jesus because he gave me the day. And that's the thing, we've got to realize like our, our day isn't our day because it's us. It's because Jesus said, hey, you know, I'm going to bless you. And you get to wake up that day and you get to experience this day. And then at the end, I go... Thanks for this gift, but I got nothing for you. And I think when we look at, when we go through life like that, we, we're shortchanging ourselves because we've missed what Jesus has for us. I'm not going to ask for hands, but how many of you right now in your life, in your Christian walk, in your Christian walk, you think, I just don't feel, I just don't kind of feel like I thought I would feel. Like I thought like this experience with Jesus would be a whole lot better than what it is. And I, and I tell people this, and I'm, and I'm 100% sincere when I say this. Most of the time we feel that when we're not serving in the church. And I'm not telling you where that is. I'm not telling you what that looks like. I'm just saying whenever that usually that is, it's because we've neglected our time with God. And God's going, hey, I'm trying to get your attention over here. Because your actions have led you over here in your little hamster ball, and you're just over here chillaxing in the corner, passed out. But I got a whole lot for you. But you're not giving me the time. 
Because what our actions say is, Jesus, I don't have time for you. That's what our actions are saying. And so we're busy being under Satan's yoke. And what that is, is we get disconnected from what God wants from us. And so we're not effective. And so, like the rich young ruler, we also do what it says in verse 22. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Just like the rich young ruler, we walk away sorrowful. Because why? Because Jesus commands us to do certain things, and we say, sorry, I, I, that's not for me. And can I tell you that if that's you, if that's you sitting right here and you're going, you know what, I know God's asked me to do certain things in my life, but I've said, sorry God, I'm putting you on the back burner right now. I don't have time for this. Can I tell you something? That time is running out, whether we want to believe it or not. Whether we want to believe it or not, time is slowly, we're losing our time. We have to follow what Jesus is asking us to do. Because, why? Because He has a great life for us. And we can either experience greatness in, in, in what God has for us, or we can experience misery and sorrowful, and we just keep running the same race over and over and over. And then we wonder, why isn't our walk with Jesus as great as we read about and we hear about? It's because your actions aren't there. Because the heart has been poisoned and now you've been poisoned from the inside and now your actions are starting to show it. Casting Crowns put it in a song called Slow Fade. It goes like this. It's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white are turned to gray. Thoughts invade. Choices are made. A price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. People never crumble in a day because here's the thing with each action there's either a reward or a price there's either a reward or a price and some of us know this some of us have seen this firsthand some of us have experienced it we've know someone who's experienced or experienced it or we've watched it happen where we know somebody who was on fire for god and then we slowly see this slow fade away from Jesus. And it's a sad thing to watch, but it's even sadder if it's you walking through that. Because you remember those days when, man, I was, I was on fire for God. I, I would do anything for God. And now you're over here going, I don't even want to get up to go to church for God. And so our actions, or there's either a reward or a price to be paid for those actions. And I love this. And We see in uh, Mark verse 28. Mark 28. Peter's talking. And it says, Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or lands, for my sake, and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time. He said, hey, see, you haven't given all that up because, hey, you're going to get a reward in this time. I got a question. How many of you guys like to play the claw game? 
You know the little claw game, you put the dollar in, you go for the claw animal. Nobody? Am I the only? Okay, yeah, there's, I love those claw games. I will sink money into those. You like the reward, right? How many of us like to be rewarded? Okay, so here it is. Jesus is saying, hey, you didn't give those things up because you're going to get a hundredfold reward in this time. Okay, now some of us are like, oh, we're listening now. We get a reward from Jesus. We get a treat. Okay, I'm listening, Jared. I'm listening. And, and, I, and I look at this, and he's like, hey, you're going to get it now. And now. This is, you're going to get it now. In this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. I love this because Peter's saying, hey, Jesus, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, but we left everything for you. And Jesus is saying, hey, that's awesome. But you really didn't leave it because guess what? You got a reward coming. And here's what I love is we sh- this, is, this should get us all excited if we understand it. We get, I'm going to give you a hundredfold reward in this time. So in this life, you're going to get a reward. And then in heaven, you're going to get a reward. So we're going to get a reward where? And where? Then? We're almost there. Like, we're going to get it now? And then? That's right. Like, we're going to get this reward because God said, whoa. And then some of you are going to hit this line. And you're going to say, hold on, hold on, Jerry. He said persecution. Pastor, I think you forgot that you missed that word. No, I didn't miss that word because here's the thing. Is remember what I talked about earlier when sometimes life is going to punch you straight in the mouth? Sometimes we've got to get punched straight in the mouth to get the reward on the other side. And we don't like that. I don't like that. Just being transparent and honest, I don't like that. When something bad in my life happens, I'm not like, yes, thank you. I'm so glad my car just broke down and it needs a $1,000 repair. I mean, I just can't be more overjoyed than that. Like, that's not me. I'm like, Jesus, come on, really? Really? I mean, he, but the thing is, is guess what? I, I, I know there's going to be a reward coming for following him in this time and in heaven. So as we kind of wrap this up, I want, I, here's what I want from you guys. I want, I want you to take hold of this, that promise. Of Jesus wants 100% of our hearts. Through that, he'll dictate our actions. And with that, with that, we're going to get a reward now and in heaven. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is we have to say, yeah, I don't have my wallet. My wife has my wallet. But we have to say, Jesus, you want, you want this? That's yours. Jesus, you want my wallet? It's yours. You want my time? It's yours. And that's scary. I get it. I totally get it. But can I tell you that that God's going to give you something greater than what we have right now. And I'm not preaching like a prosperity gospel. I'm not saying that God wants you wealthy, healthy, and He wants you to have a $3.4 million house, and He wants you to have the newest Bugatti. I'm not preaching that at all. But what I'm saying is we have to understand that God says, hey, I'm going to give you reward nowadays and in heaven. But we have to be able to say, God, it's yours. It's yours, and I'm going to step away. And I know that's scary, but God's going to do great things through you. And as a pastor, that's exciting. That I get to sit back and go, man, look, look at how great 
you guys are doing. Look at, look at God is, is blessing you guys, and you guys are doing things that you never, maybe never thought possible. And it's not because of anything I said. It's all because of what Jesus is doing in you. Let's pray. Dear